Hey, I'm Tim Donnelly from 99.9 The Fan. And I'm Brian Murphy from WRAL News. Sports betting is finally legal in North Carolina. Getting to this point in this state wasn't easy. How it happened is a backstory worth telling. And that's what we're going to do in a new season of our podcast, A Brief History of Triangle Sports. The podcast is out now. Follow A Brief History of Triangle Sports on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, or on YouTube. It is a WRL weather alert day. We have a level two and three risk for severe storms. I'll go over the timeline and also talk about our heat advisory. Plus an urgent warning this morning after multiple drownings and water rescues less than 24 hours ago. What officials want you to keep in mind as we near the end of summer? And residents demanding action. What they plan to do today after raising concerns about bad living conditions at JFK Towers in Durham. A lot to tell you about on this Monday as we welcome you in on this WRA Weather Alert Day. I'm Renee Chu. And I'm Jeff Hogan. Yeah, some serious weather could be on the way a little bit later today in Elizabeth Gardner in the WRL Severe Weather Center with what we're up against here with this Weather Alert Day. And we have that potential for some severe storms. It's a level two risk along and east of I-95. And from the Triangle area west, it's a level three risk, which we don't see that often, especially this time of year. Straight line wind damage would be our biggest threat, but an isolated tornado is also a possibility. So let's jump in and take a look at future casts. These storms will be fairly late today. It's a nice, quiet morning for us. We're seeing clear skies right now. We'll see a few passing clouds as we get through uh, the morning hours, but we're not looking at anything really uh, starting to pop up until much later today. You can see a little bit of cloud cover that pops up between now and lunchtime, but nice and clear through the afternoon. And then by 4 or 5 o'clock, we begin to see some of these thunderstorms back off to our west. We'll push it on through, and we start to see those moving through around 7 to 8 o'clock. It's likely to be in a a broken line with some cells that are strong enough, again, to produce some wind damage or even an isolated tornado. It's likely tapering off by around 11 o'clock. At uh, 11 o'clock this morning, we also go under a heat advisory. So before the storms arrive, it's going to be a very hot day for us. It'll feel like 105 to 107 out there. Looking at 75 degrees right now across our area with a dew point of 72. Our temperatures will climb to 97 this afternoon before those storms arrive. This will be the hottest day, most likely of the next seven. I'll show you how much cooler it'll be starting tomorrow. Thanks, Elizabeth. New this morning, a missing boater's body has been recovered from Falls Lake, and now officials are issuing an urgent warning about water safety. This comes after multiple drownings and rescues happened across the area yesterday. WRL's Laura Levine is live at Falls Lake right now with new details on these recent incidents and what folks should keep in mind when out on lakes and rivers. Laura. Yeah, Jeff, good morning. So this is where several crews were staged yesterday afternoon and late into the late night hours at Falls Lake as they worked to look for the body of that missing man. Officials with the Northern Wake Fire Department had a strong message for the community saying life jackets are lifesavers, pleading for people to use them when out on the water. Now, the Northern Wake Fire Department was called to Falls Lake just before 5.30 p.m. for a reported drowning. A canoe with three men tipped over and they fell into the water. Two of the three men were recovered by a private boat, but one person was still missing. A massive search was underway where the missing man was later recovered around 10 o'clock last night. As this comes less than a month after another drowning following a boat crash, a spokesperson with Northern Wake is urging people to take all safety precautions when out on the water. This thing can occur, and it does unfortunately too often because a lot of people just are unprepared. 
Now, we also know a group of three people were also injured and taken to the hospital, but at this time, it's still unclear how they were hurt. Uh, police and officials have not released any more information in regards to the identity of that missing or that boater who was recovered, besides the fact that he was a 35-year-old Hispanic man. Laura Levine, WREL News, live in Wake Forest. There's also a drowning on Jordan Lake yesterday afternoon. The Chatham County Sheriff's Office says the man was boating and swimming with friends. Deputies say he was near his boat off the area of Poe's Ridge boat ramp when others lost sight of him. His name has not been released. Part of Lynn Road in Raleigh was closed for a while last night after a crash involving a state highway patrol trooper. It happened at the intersection of Lynn and Creedmoor Roads. The trooper was taken to the hospital with minor injuries. An SUV also involved in the crash had a shattered windshield and airbags deployed, but nobody was hurt. A section of Lynn Road was closed for about an hour. The cause of the crash is still under investigation. Time is running out for former President Donald Trump's legal team. Today's the deadline for his lawyers to respond to a re request from the Justice Department that could force Trump to stay silent following his third indictment. Special Counsel Jack Smith wants to block Trump from commenting publicly on the latest case against him. Trump faces four more charges connected to his effort to overturn the 2020 election. He's pleaded not guilty to the charges. Prosecutors believe Trump could use evidence to have a chilling effect on witnesses. He posted several times on social media about the case, even suggesting his team will ask the federal judge overseeing the case to recuse herself. One of Trump's attorneys told CNN they plan to reject the request from the DOJ. New details this morning reveal that several people close to the election issue in Fulton County, Georgia, believe an indictment against the former president could come this week. The DA there, Fonnie Willis, previously announced a decision would be made before September 1st. A special grand jury has been looking into whether Trump and his allies tried to overturn the 2020 presidential election in Georgia. If indicted there, this would be a state indictment. It would be the most significant of them all since someone can only be pardoned on federal charges. A person is dead this morning following a hazmat situation at a Fayetteville gas station. This is video from the WRL breaking news tracker Sunday afternoon on Bragg Boulevard. Fayetteville police say they responded to the Valero gas station there and during their investigation, they say they found a man unconscious inside a car. He was taken to the hospital where he died. Investigators tell us two people who made contact with the car and the man showed symptoms of exposure and had to go to the hospital. We're told they are stable. Emergency crews conducted an investigation and cleared the area a short while later. Raleigh police say a person is in custody accused of assaulting a man and a woman seriously injuring them. This happened around 3 Sunday afternoon on Ingate Way in northwest Raleigh. We're told both victims were taken to the hospital. Detectives are still working to determine what led to the attack. Officers say there is no threat to the public. Bugs, no air conditioning, and piled up trash. Today, a group of people will take those concerns about their living conditions to city leaders. We first told you about their complaints at JFK Towers in Durham last month. WRS Kelsey Coffey is live at the housing complex right now with what they want to see happen about all this. Kelsey, good morning. 
Good morning. Imagine living every day with overflowing trash, mold, gnats and flies in your home or your apartment building. People who live at JFK Tower say that's their reality and they're asking Durham City Council to help them get some relief tonight. Take a look at this. This is video posted on Facebook of a 99 year old woman's bathtub filled with sewage water. Johnetta Alston has been living at the complex for two years now. She says the three elevators in the building break down almost every weekend and she lives on the seventh floor. Plumbing and mold are issues too. My apartment flooded through the air conditioning unit to the point that by the time I realized the carpet was flooded, my carpet then was a dark brown. I had mold behind my couch that thick. Out to JFK Towers management for comment, and I'm still waiting to hear back. Neighbors have set up a carpool for people who want to speak at tonight's meeting, and that meeting is scheduled for 7 p.m. tonight. Kelsey Coffey, WRL News, live in Durham. In Franklin County, newly approved Medicaid expansion will bring three new jobs to the county government. Tonight, commissioners will vote to approve funding to add three income caseworker positions to their social services department. State money will help pay for the salaries. Franklin County is one of many counties adding jobs to manage Medicaid expansion. Wake County has plans to add 74. Sounds like a broken record, but it is not. Mega Millions jackpot is now an estimated $1.55 billion, the largest ever in the game's history. If you win, you could instantly take home a whopping $757 million cash. Next drawing is tomorrow night. You can watch it live right here on WRAL before our 11 o'clock news. Anti-Semitic flyers around North Raleigh neighborhoods. After the break, hear how the Jewish community is responding to these hurtful messages. And a tough loss for the U.S. What Megan Rapino is saying about the moments that eliminated her team from the World Cup. And we take a live look outside at Durham this morning, the Bull City, a WRL weather alert day today for our entire viewing area. Meteorologist Elizabeth Gardner is tracking when and where we could see some severe storms roll through the area. It is 442 and today is a WRL weather alert day. We have a level two risk for severe storms from Fayetteville to Goldsboro to Wilson and Rocky Mount. And then from the Triangle area westward, it's a level three risk, which can be unusual for this time of year, certainly. Um, damaging wind will be our biggest threat. Isolated tornadoes are possible. I'm going to walk you through the timeline coming up in just a couple of minutes. Uh, also, I mentioned we have a heat advisory that goes into effect at 11 o'clock for almost our entire viewing area uh, until 7 p.m. So it'll feel more like 105 to 107 today. It's a quiet start. The thunderstorms are not likely to develop until much later today. It's likely to be well past five o'clock before we see the storms, and that's why it's going to get so hot. So keep that in mind if you're going to be out and about later on this afternoon. Again, we're going to walk you through the st storm's timeline coming up. Good morning, Ken Smith here in the WRA Live Center. A glacial break causing major flooding in parts of Alaska. Take a Look at this brand new video into our newsroom this morning uh, showing the damage that you're seeing right there. The city of Juneau issuing a, an emergency declaration as the glacier lake outburst flood wreaks havoc near that city where structures have been destroyed. Uh, you can see the Mendenhall Lake just littered with trees and other debris. So far, at least two homes have been lost to the Mendenhall River. Another has been partially damaged and washed away. Uh, also, a condo nearby at risk uh, over the weekend. The 
River crested at near 15 feet, well above the previous record of more than 12 feet back in July of 2016. Of course, this is a developing story that we will continue to track here in the WR Live Center. Thanks, Ken. This morning, we are working to learn more about a double homicide in Cumberland County. The Sheriff's Office responded to a call of an overdose near Sambo Jackson Road in the town of Wade. It happened Saturday night just after 9. Deputies say they found two adults with gunshot wounds at the home. Both of them died at the scene. Their names have not been released, and it's unclear what led up to the shooting. The Jewish community is responding after hundreds of anti-Semitic flyers showed up in the lawns of North Raleigh neighborhoods. We found out one of the neighborhoods targeted is the North Ridge community, which is near a synagogue and has a large Jewish population. Some neighbors took action when they got the flyer. They went around collecting them from yards and porches. Rabbi Eric Solomon talked with us about the hurtful messages. We refuse to give in or be afraid. We're grateful for the support of our non-Jewish neighbors and support from uh, law enforcement, of course. But um, we won't be deterred, but it's clear I, I do believe they're targeting us. You may remember almost exactly one year ago, flyers were distributed on the very same road. Both flyers are connected to a website of an organization that's currently tracked as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. The group lays out their game plan to place the flyers in middle-class neighborhoods, which could catch the attention of local news. There were nearly 3,700 incidents nationwide. That's up 36% from the year before. The Anti-Defamation League counted 39 incidents of anti-Semitism in North Carolina in 2022. That was a 30% increase from 2021. 30 people are dead, nearly 70 others are hurt after a train derailed in Pakistan. Search and rescue efforts are underway this morning as officials try to recover more passengers and hopefully survivors. The crash happened Sunday in the southern part of the country. Officials say hundreds were on board when 10 cars derailed. It's still unclear what caused it. A tragic ending to a family vacation in Italy. Partygoers captured the moment a speedboat slammed into their sailboat off the Almafi coast. Officials say 45-year-old Adrian Vaughn was thrown from the motorboat she rented with her husband and two kids. People were able to get her out of the water, but she died before she could be flown to the hospital. Her husband and the captain were injured, but the two children were okay. Now local prosecutors say they are investigating the 30-year-old captain of the speedboat for suspected manslaughter. Three, two, one, ignition, liftoff. All new this morning, another batch of those Starlink satellites is now in orbit. SpaceX launched them late Sunday night just before 11 from Cape Canaveral. Falcon 9 rocket is taking the satellites on a southeastern trajectory before landing on a drone ship in the Atlantic Ocean. SpaceX has launched nearly 5,000 Starlink satellites into orbit. The next launch is Thursday. Fayetteville Regional Airport is giving children the chance to learn more about aviation. Its second annual Aviation Career Education Academy, or ACE, is happening today. It's a partnership with the North Carolina Department of Transportation Division and Aviation. The program allows kids to get hands-on experience in aviation-related jobs. During this two-day camp, students will learn about airport, commercial areas, and even the FAA control tower operations. Megan Rapino was emotional watching her U.S. side get knocked out of the Women's World Cup Sunday. The 38-year-old, who announced she'd be retiring at the end of the season, came on as a late substitute against Sweden, but missed her penalty in the shootout. This is like a sick joke. 
For me personally, I'm just like, this is dark comedy. I missed a penalty. And the U.S. lost 5-4, and the U.S. And they managed just four goals in four games during the tournament. In its previous eight World Cups, the U.S. averaged over 17 goals per tournament. Right now on Fox 58, England is taking on Nigeria in the Women's World Cup. Then at 6.30, Australia will play against Denmark. Nobody likes it when those games come down to penalty kicks, but that's the way it's set up, right? Have a look at our WRL weather alert day today and Elizabeth Gardner in the WRL Severe Weather Center right now with a look at what areas that covers and the levels we're talking about. We have a level two risk in our eastern counties and a level three risk from the Triangle area westward. We have a strong cold front that will be crossing the area, which is something that we would normally see in the spring and not necessarily in the middle of the summer. So that's why we're going to end up with such a high risk for severe storms today. The biggest threat would be damaging winds, damaging straight line winds, which can do the same sort of damage as a tornado, but an isolated tornado is possible as well in this scenario. Here's a look at where that front is right now. And you can see it coming across parts of Kentucky with some severe storms. You can see the red shaded area. That's where we have a tornado watch that's in effect. And we have had some tornado warnings uh, over the last couple of hours, as well as some ongoing severe thunderstorm warnings. So that's going to swing through our area this evening. We'll likely stay dry during the day today. This morning, there may be a little bit of low cloud cover and fog in places. We take a look at Futurecast and we'll roll that through. And you can see at 7 o'clock, a little bit of cloud cover there. A futurecast wants to show a tiny sprinkle that comes through. I don't think we'll see any of that reaching the ground. But again, we may see a bit of cloud cover in a few spots. Plenty of sunshine for most of the afternoon. And we have a heat advisory, which we'll talk about coming up. So it's going to be a, a rough day all around. The thunderstorms start to develop along the mountains at around 5 or 6 o'clock and then swing through to the east. Here's 7 o'clock. Some of the models can be a little bit quicker than this, but just expect it to be you know, sometime between the evening commute and midnight that we begin to see these storms rolling through. There's 9 o'clock and you can see the storms from Rocky Mount to Durham to Raleigh back down to Southern Pines and then as we move it ahead we'll see those uh, moving on out as we get closer to midnight. Here's a live look at downtown Raleigh right now. We have our tower lit there in red because of severe storms. 75 degrees is our temperature currently with a dew point of 72 so it's a really warm sticky start already. We'll hit 97 in Raleigh and Durham and 98 in Fayetteville. Remember those storms are not likely until late afternoon into the evening, so we'll have all day for those temperatures to climb, and it's already feeling tropical with that dew point at 72. So it could feel like 107 this afternoon, and then after that, feeling more comfortable, definitely not cool, um, I hate to even say cooler, but we'll see highs in the low 90s, and it should feel more like low 90s. But again, today is a weather alert day, uh, mainly for that potential for some strong to severe storms late today, but of course we do have that heat advisory as well. We're dry Tuesday and Wednesday behind the front. Temperatures closer to normal, near 90. And then we get into a better chance of thunderstorms on Thursday. Our temperatures into the weekend stay close to normal as well, mainly in the low 90s. Elizabeth, thanks. Amanda's found alive after spending 35 hours stranded in the ocean. Coming up next, what he used to survive while lost at sea. And monster hunters wanted. How you can become part of the worldwide search for the mythical Loch Ness Monster. She's back and it's like she never left. Simone Biles left the crowd stunned after her triumphant return to gymnastics. The most decorated gymnast of all time competed over the weekend following a two-year break. Biles won the top prize at a Chicago event and the former Olympic gold medalist took a step back from the sport to focus on her mental health after the 2021 Tokyo Olympics. 
Biles says she is the, in the working stages for Paris 2024. So many people cheering her on. A boater who went missing off the coast of Florida on Friday is alive and recovering after spending 35 hours stranded in the ocean. Crews rescued 25-year-old Charles Gregory after searching for him for about a day. The Coast Guard found the boater 12 miles off the same Augustine coast. His boat was submerged in water but still floating on the surface. Crews say he had a cushion but no life jacket and suspected he was headed north when the inlet swept him out. His family says he's suffering from a muscle condition related to dehydration. They're just thankful he's alive. Certainly lucky. Wow. There's, there's a call out this morning to find monster hunters. Monster hunters from around the world will be in Scotland for what's being called the largest search for the Loch Ness monster since the 1970s. Drones will be used to produce thermal images of the lake as crews search for the fabled Nessie. The search will happen this weekend, the weekend of August 26th. Volunteers will be asked to keep an eye out for any breaks or other movements in the water. The Loch Ness Monster was first reported in 1933 by a hotel manager named Aldi McKay. She, he said he saw a water beast in the loch, and that sparked a worldwide fascination with finding the monster. And want to leave you at this hour with this amazing video right now. Dogs surfing. Several four-legged surfer dogs competed in the 2023 World Dog Surfing Championship Saturday. Thousands gathered in Lindemar Beach in California. And the dogs took home the Golden Surfy Awards. That is the top dog award for riding the surfboard. Pretty cool. <laughs> Give you a live look right now. This is Raleigh this morning. WRL weather alert day on tap and Elizabeth Gardner will tell us about the level three threat for severe storms. Former President Trump's lawyers are running out of time to respond to a request for him to stay silent during his third indictment. Why the DOJ wants him to stay quiet and how his attorneys are expected to respond. Plus the latest aggressive move by the Chinese government. Why Alaskan leaders are asking for help from the military. Are you unhappy with your CPAP provider? Did you know you can easily switch providers right now? I'm Megan Giggling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. We are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Contact us today. We ship anywhere in North Carolina. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.